0: How do you get out there and get started? Just do it. Like, just do it. It's to me, and I I get it because I'm an extrovert and it took me a long time to start doing videos on Instagram and reels and you know, do TikTok because I felt like this is not me. I don't want to be and I and I don't do like little dances, but then it transformed into my actual message. And now I'm sharing tips that are helping business owners on little things. And the challenge is it's a 90 second, but I'm actually enjoying it because I Through conversations like this, I find little things that I can share on social media that can help someone. And the fact that it's 90 seconds, I love because we are busy. We're always busy, right? The second thing you said is, how do I get more clients? It depends on what stage of the business you are. I mean, talking about digital marketing, there's a lot of solutions like SEO. SEO can get you new clients, but it depends on how much budget are you allocating to that effort. If the budget is lower, go to networking events give your business cards.
1: Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda is a mother investor and multifaceted entrepreneur. She is the CEO of Height Digital Dallas, an industry leading agency in brand design and marketing services. Tatiana is also a co-founder of Height International and Inc 5000 company and the first digital marketing franchise with 200 team members serving 25 locations across the United States. She is passionate about helping people, Businesses and brands overcome growth barriers with strategic solutions so they can reach their desired success. Tatiana, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
1: I am ridiculously excited. I have my daughter with me, so you may hear some cartoons and all that, but this is monetizing mompreneurs. We're mompreneurs. Sometimes we do things off cuff. I, I wasn't planning on my daughter being beside me, but this is one of those clingy days that she's with me. Have you ever had one I of those? I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. That makes that makes it what it is, right? Mompreneurs, that, that's our day. That's our life.
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell us how you started. How did you start your digital marketing firm? I mean, even going into that franchise, like tell us your story.
0: Yeah. So I actually grew up in Nicaragua. Um, Nicaragua, a country in Central America. My husband and I came here um, about eight years ago. We went through the whole visa process, uh, residency, green card, all that. And once we had got into that spot, it was right in COVID 2020. Uh, we received our residency card and that's when I decided to open my business. I had just completed my master's in marketing. Um, I knew I wanted to do something where I could help um, businesses grow. And, you know, the knowledge I have with my undergrad in graphic design, my master's in marketing, it just made sense to go into something like that. I love the entrepreneurial bug. Like I, I have it. I love talking strategy. I love people who are always talking about like ideas and how do they create a- ideas you know and and build businesses and so it just made sense to merge those two areas where i had a lot of knowledge to support businesses so that they could grow their business um it started off with a branding agency and in 2021 the idea of becoming a franchise was presented to me by my uh, partner jc height and so at the same time we also decided to build a sister company at that moment called height creative Um, that would allow franchisees to offer branding services. And most recently, it was acquired and merged into Hyde International. Um, And so that's a little bit of my story.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. I want to go into what you're doing now. I see that you have your own website. You're being booked for speaking engagements. So what is the capacity that you do now, as opposed to in your digital, are you seeking more speaking opportunities? Are you doing one-on-one coaching or brand strategy or strategies?
0: I love that you asked that because that has been a transition. You know, I I have, I'm a very goal oriented person. I think moms have to be that. If we want things accomplished, it's got to be somewhere, either in my calendar, my whiteboard, post-it notes, wherever it is, I have these notes that I need to follow in order to balance so many different things in the day-to-day. So I remember when, and my husband and I do that together, we plan so that our goals are actually connected with one another and we understand where we're growing, right? And I remember planning on like, okay, I want to have a master's. And in that moment was like, oh, that feels crazy. I have a daughter. She's six months old. I had a five-year-old by then too. Um, but I put my mind and I accomplished it and then we want to buy our house, we want to invest in real estate and then we started accomplishing these little things that were in our, in our, you know, visual board. And then suddenly the things that were next, were just too big. It, they just felt crazy. They just felt like, how am I even going to do that, right? Getting my degree, it felt like a right next step. Everyone's doing this, you got to get a degree, you got to buy a house, but buying an apartment complex that has a 1000 units, uh, developing, I don't know, a scholarship for 200 employees, those things just felt bigger than us. And we had never felt that. And so through that journey, I took, I think a lot of this year to identify what that looked like for me professionally. And I decided that um, a big part of who I am is helping women get back to college or identify how they can grow their business. And yes, I work with men too. Um, they're always like, what about the men? Yes, yes. Uh, but a big passion of mine is how can you go to college debt-free? How can you start your business and grow it also debt-free? Just identify and how can you scale your net worth? What does that even look like? And um, I come from an entrepreneur family. But a lot of the times, even, you know, my family in Central America, the entrepreneurship there is very different than in the U.S. And I was the first one to move to the U.S. And so that journey itself looked very different from me than what I had experienced, you know. And so what I decided to become this, to move as my next step is to become a public speaker. So I do public speaking. I also still do consultations through my marketing agency um, in which I sit down with business owners and I help them identify what is a good plan of action. And hopefully they get to work with me. But if they don't, at least they know what that looks like. I do webinars. I have a group in Alignable of everyone. If anyone here is familiar with Alignable for Latina business owners. And then there, I'll do webinars and I'll invite others who have knowledge in different areas to do webinars. Um, and then I'm recently going to be launching a podcast that will... Eventually, the idea is that for that one to be a nonprofit, uh, where we're going to do cohorts of women that are um, brought into different types of projects where we can help them build business plans and present to a room of investors.
1: I think that's such a great like goal. And one of the things that I've seen, especially I have a friend, she has a nonprofit. It was very hard for her to find information on how to build her nonprofit I mean, even grant writing is, is ridiculous on how to do that. And there's so many grants out there that people just don't know what they can actually apply for when it comes to you know, grants to fuel their business and, and have it more positive income and everything like that. So I think that's a great space to be in um especially helping out nonprofits. I don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of things for a business, but I don't see a lot of things in the nonprofit. But maybe because I'm not in that world, you know.
0: It it's tough. It, and I think that's going to be your first challenge. I've never opened a nonprofit. I do have um my family has some foundations here and there, but I wasn't a part of building it, you know. So I'm not I don't know what I what I need. I don't know 100% all the next steps, but like I tell my my best friend who is doing the nonprofit with me. I've never been ready. If any of you guys listening out there, you know, becoming a mom, I don't think I was ever ready. People are like, I'm going to wait until I'm ready. You're never ready becoming a business owner. I wasn't ready. No, absolutely not. You know, leading a team that grew into, you know, 25 team members, 200. I'm not, I wasn't ready for that. You gotta, that's kind of like the same thing for me, the entrepreneurial journey. I compare it a lot to motherhood because you're not ready But you got to be ready because it's coming, you know, you have now a baby that's crying and it's hungry. And you also have a paper that's due by midnight. So you got to just figure it out. And I think that's what I'm putting my mind to in the in the nonprofit. But I do think and I believe it's going to be focused on minority owned female business owners um, that want to scale their business. And I think there's not enough of us out there doing this to help others grow as well. So that's really the purpose behind it.
1: Yeah, especially leading a, a digital marketing team, right? That's, that in itself is a lot of responsibility. So I applaud you for the hard work that you're doing. I mean, I think it's absolutely incredible. I can't even imagine running 200 people in the team. So when you started growing, what would you say was the leading factor for your growth?
0: Yeah, I would say the partnerships, the right partnerships. So in my case, I feel very blessed because we have our team members in Nicaragua. That is where our headquarters are at, which is where I'm from. So a big part of my heart is there. And I came in and I co-founded the High Creative, which was its own company and recently merged into the larger team. So High Creative itself grew to 25 employees and High Corporate as a whole, including High Creative now has 200 employees, right? So I think the the I am very blessed in the side that my partner is the day-to-day person leading all of the, the organization in Nicaragua. And so I think one of the aspects of that scalability has been finding the right people to partner with so that they can have a vision that can allow the team to grow to that level. We do also have a franchise model in the marketing agency, which allowed us to also, you know, accelerate that growth. Um, One of the hardest parts of that growth has been that with growth, complexity on keeping quality, retaining quality, retaining talent, all of those things have come into play um, at a scalable side. Because now we have 25 franchisees selling all of, let's say, for an example, all of our websites. So let's say that each sells 30 websites a month times 25. Now we're having to build, I think the last year we built 300 websites. And that was when we were getting started. So when we started, it was only three franchisees. And so that number is going to keep growing. And so again, I go back to like note taking, I have things I need to accomplish for the month, for the week, for the day, that has really allowed me to to focus, but also the agreement that I have with my partner who he is the leading phase. Um, He is the person in the the building leading the team and all of the team members are there so that really does ease on me not feeling that weight of um, having to balance all of those elements by myself
1: yeah that's amazing and so you guys just do websites or you guys do other items like social media or
0: so great question we have hype international is divided into two sites we have the digital marketing which does SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, anything that is paid advertisement, which for those of you that don't know, means anywhere in which you're paying the platform to get leads, so customers, customer acquisition based on our return on investment. And on the creative side, we build brands. So we do logos, we do brand manuals, and we do websites. The idea there is to be able to have more of a holistic approach to strategy. So traditional marketing agency will tell you, yeah, we're gonna do Facebook ads because that's the only service they have we have all the services so we're able to look at it as no this is the service you need because of your average deal value because of your cost of acquisition because of where you want to be your goals and we can also look at it in a perspective of well your website needs to be set up this way in order for you to be able to have successful marketing campaigns and so it kind of merges the whole um, ecosystem of strategy into one so that it's more complete. And it takes into consideration you as a business and not so much. Well, this is a service we have. So let's just figure it out with this one.
1: Okay. So would you say you work more as like business to business, B2B market, you know, B2B negotiations and stuff like that, or like person to person, like you'll sit one-on-one with a client and talk with them about like their strategy and what they need if so if i was to be like hey tatiana i would love for her to sit down with you and hop on a discovery call i'm reaching out to you i want a discovery call what would be my number one question to you
0: yeah so a big part of that i think our approach to marketing is very consultative and so that's going to be very important in any conversation whether it is a b2b or a b2c Um, All of our franchisees handle that differently because they are business owners. So they'll manage their business differently and accordingly. In my case, particularly, I like to meet with business owners and the conversation is more around what you want, right? So the first question I ask is, what are your top three goals for the next year or the next six months? And that's going to give me enough information to ask the next one, the next question, which is, what is your cost of acquisition per client? Now, a lot of clients, a lot of business owners, don't have the answer to that. They don't, they don't know. They haven't thought about it. So then we we go in depth in a conversation around, okay, let's talk about how much is your profit margin per the service that you're offering, and based on that profit margin, certain services I would recommend or not. A lot of marketing agencies will simplify that into asking you how much do you make a year, and then they'll tell you, oh, you're not a good fit because we work only with agencies or businesses that are over five hundred thousand a year, right? What I like to do is, okay, based on how, where you're here, this is what I recommend. If I'm not a good fit, I'll tell you. And if I am a good fit, these are the services that could work towards getting you to that goal. Okay.
1: And so now do you lead them in like a plan of action or do you set set them, Hey, this is what service that we offer that I think would be beneficial to you. Do you start carving out a proposal for them or do you leave them with a little bit of a roadmap? Like, Hey. Based on your goals, I feel like if you do XYZ things, I can get you more over there. And this is the service that we offer for that particular item that you're designing.
0: Yeah, that's a, a good question. Again, um, it will depend on how that conversation goes. If we're not a good fit, it'll be more of a roadmap. This is what I recommend you look into when you hit this or when you're here, or maybe if you raise your prices or, you know, I, I have different recommendations. I had a webinar yesterday and one of the uh, people attending, attending, she is doing coaching and her price at what she's selling right now. I, d- I wouldn't recommend working with someone I meet. She's not going to see a return on investment. And so one of the most important things for me is making sure that I do help businesses grow. And I know what I do works, but if you are not in a point where investing in something like what I do makes sense to you as a business, I need to communicate that. Because if not, it's going to be a burden. And the com- conversation three months from now is going to be, I'm not seeing any clients come in or I'm seeing too little clients come in. What's happening? I'm losing money, right? OK, this is a strategy that takes a certain amount of time. So it's important for us to identify if we're a good fit or not. So if you're not, you'll see more of a roadmap or suggestions of what to do to get there. And if you are, you do see a proposal um, with next steps. And depending on the service that you that I recommend or you decide to work on us with, my team do, does craft a strategy. Um, You will see that strategy once we start working with you. Uh, We present it on a strategy call for onboarding where you agree to the next steps and the roadmap of getting you where you want to get. And then my team implements it and they do everything and they will report to you, depending on the service, either biweekly or monthly, um, and you'll receive all that information. And um, it's very unique and valuable. And I think one of the benefits of having and working with an agency that has 200 employees because we get to have specific teams for the different services. We have an SEO team, we have a Google ads team and so on and so forth.
1: What do you feel like is important for growth? Like let's say someone's just starting their business or they're made in their business, what can they do to grow?
0: The most important thing in my opinion to grow is processes. If you do not have in place any type of process, For the services you offer and what your team is supposed to be doing in every step, you're going to have a lot of human error that's going to make that's going to result in losses of clients. So to give you an example, if you are selling RVs and you're the business owner, right, there has to be a process through each stage of the communication with a client. For example, a client comes in and they ask to see RVs. Okay, you show them the RVs, then they leave and they go home. What's next? Did somebody email them? Did you give them a call? Did you send them a proposal? And if you did, how often do you check up on them? You're losing sales if you don't have processes established. Let's assume that this person, in my example, became a client. Okay, what's the first step? Are we giving them a call or calling them into the office to sign documents? What are those documents? And the importance of having those steps in place is not only for organization purposes and because it helps with the valuation of a business. It's also because if we don't have them in place, we are going to be the business forever. It's not a business that you run. It's a business that runs you. And so having those systems in place and processes allows you to then take time off. And I think that's one of the most uh, valuable aspects of building the creative agency and scaling. I, I have been extremely hyper-focused on building these processes to even a service that is so, you know, there's so much opinions. Oh, I don't love these colors. I don't love these fonts from clients that are important and need to be considered. But a lot of times it keeps the process going longer than you expect it to, right? And so I have been able to build the processes in a way that I also take time off, right? And, and it doesn't hinder the business moving forward. So I think process is going to be and systems is going to be the most important.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like, that's what we have. We have a, a bunch of SOPs, um, workflows, um, apps that we use to help better our process and help our team, like, don't spend too much time doing a, a simple task, Right. And and the thing about it is it's time consuming when you're developing the processes, when you're having to do those email sequences, or you're having to do those workflows, or you're having to do that reaching out or even, okay, this client's balance is open. We got to reach out to them, right? Yeah, it can be very time consuming. Okay, so aside from growth, what's the next thing? So let's say they, they got their growth, they got their processes, they have all of that done. What would be the next thing that they would need to have in place for that massive growth?
0: You have to invest in your business. You have to invest and not be scared to, especially if you already have the process in place and you're seeing growth, it is the time to invest. And what do I mean with invest? I mean, invest in the brand, invest in getting brand recognition, invest. And sometimes it is scary, especially when you're investing in brand recognition, it's not quantifiable. There's no way for you to know if your business is going to grow through that. So you need to be very smart on where you're investing that. But there's no reason why when you are hitting over six figures, you are still with the logo you bought from fiber, you are still not having um, an outline on your brand guide, or that brand guide is not reflected in the consistency of your social media. There is no reason why you shouldn't be already thinking on that scalability. And I would even urge business owners to consider what is their exit plan? Are they planning to be in the business for the next 20 years? sometimes we err on not thinking through the next five years, 20 years, 25, do we want our children to inherit it? And if they do, consider the things you need to to do now in order for it to, to keep growing in the future. And a lot of times that's investing in the branding. So another question
1: that I have, because you're hitting on really great points, because I do believe that you need to invest in order to grow. And sometimes that can be a bit difficult. The number one question that I get is, one how to use social media not for monetizing purposes but to basically get their message out there a lot of women just want to start number two once they are in that startup phase and they're kind of going past that the second one is how do i get more clients these are the questions that i'm getting from people so i'm just letting you know the second question is like how do i get more clients and then the third one is actually time management (laughs) yeah (laughs) like how do i do this how do i have the house in place how do i do my business and a lot of them they feel as though they can't afford certain things but i want to challenge people on that because sometimes you can't afford not to invest in maybe getting that house cleaner you can't afford not to invest in maybe having someone watch your little one for a little bit while you get some work done you know (laughs) sometimes there are things that we need to have as an investment because we will see that roi so we have those three points what do you want to go into do you want to go into the number one which is how do i use social media to get my purpose out there number two you know how do how do i get clients or number three time management which one do you want to go for
0: i'm gonna touch base on all of them because i think they're all important and i'm an overachiever (laughs) but the first one is, how do you get out there and get started? Just do it. Like, just do it. It's, to me, and I, I get it because I'm an extrovert and it took me a long time to start doing videos on Instagram and Reels and, you know, do TikTok because I felt like this is not me. I don't want to be, and I, and I don't do like little dances, but then it transformed into my actual message. And now I'm sharing tips that are helping business owners on little things. And the challenge is it's a 90 second, but I'm actually enjoying it because I, Through conversations like this, I find little things that I can share on social media that can help someone. And the fact that it's 90 seconds, I love because we are busy. We're always busy, right? The second thing you said is, how do I get more clients? It depends on what stage of the business you are. Um, I mean, talking about digital marketing, there's a lot of solutions like SEO. SEO can get you new clients, but it depends on how much budget are you allocating to that effort. If the budget is lower, go to networking events. Give your business cards, start doing um, start going to places where you can start networking and finding and meeting people. If your budget is higher, make sure that you have a, a marketing team that is going to be supportive of your strategy and make sure that you have that communication channel. In fact, my webinar yesterday was about that. Um, Recession-proof marketing, and so I went through the different things that you can do, and how a marketing agency identifies the type of service they should be working on you with to help you achieve those goals. But if you don't have the goals that you want to achieve, if your goal is just to get new clients, you're not going to get anywhere because that doesn't help a marketing agency. So you're you're giving them air to work with, right? You got to tell them I want ten new clients that pay me thirty thousand dollars every two months for the next year so now that helps me hone in on what type of strategy can help you get there or i want one client that's that pays me a thousand dollars on website building every two weeks okay that's a whole other marketing service and marketing strategy so hone in on those real strategic goals that can then move into a strategic conversation with marketing experts because when you're vague the results are vague, right um, and then lastly, time management. I think I learned time management when I became a mom. <laughs> I became a mom when I was very young. My first son was born when I was 20. I have been 11 mar- years married with my husband. So it's, you know, we're, we're very happy. And one of the challenges that I had was going back to school. I actually had not finished my undergrad. Um, we actually moved to the U.S. when I was 22. I had never cleaned. I had never washed daunting, you know, I grew up with a lot of help at home. Um, My son had a nanny and then I move here and suddenly I need to learn how to clean, wash, cook, do all these things that I didn't know how to do. And I had to figure it out. And the way that I did was time management. And it was really hard at the beginning. And I didn't identify it as time management, but I I would do is I would set mental goals. Okay, Sunday, I'm going to cook. And then I'm going to cook again on Wednesday. Uh, Thursdays are washing dishes. And then initially I was doing everything, laundry and everything. Eventually my husband started helping me. And then that also ties to my business goals. Because as you said, and I love you said that, I realized that I was wasting so much time and energy cleaning and doing laundry. That on Saturdays, when it was a day I was supposed to like just be, I was folding laundry, watching a documentary with my husband. Right. And, you know, it was nice to be with him, but I would have liked to not be doing laundry while watching the documentary after putting the kids to bed because we took him to the museum and now it's 12pm and I'm still doing this, right? So that's when we decided to invest in a cleaning lady and she is amazing. I want to hire her as my personal assistant. Um, But that's important to identify when I say invest in the business, that is a business investment. I now take time that I was taking on doing dishes and cleaning and it helps with my mental health. I had I could actually say that since we hired her, we have seen a growth in my business. And I would relate that to investing back into those little things where, you know, it's... And we are taught to be, well, no, you can't, especially in the US culture, people are like, oh, you have a maid, you know? I grew up with that. So for me, it was a little less hard to be like, no, this is taboo. But I've seen here other business owners that tell me like, no, I can't hire someone that's, you know, I should be able to do this. Do it because if you have a focus... And again, that depends on your goals. If your goals are to keep your business where it's at, maybe you don't need to. But if you want to scale, you're going to have to be able to balance all those complexities.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I see a lot, oh my gosh, and and it's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot, is that they hold themselves back by grabbing on to what already they have and not allowing that flow of okay sometimes you got to give in order to receive and sometimes you got to let go you got to plant seeds so this is a seed that you're planting by investing in yourself and so once so one way or another there i remember I, I i would see some people posting and they're like looking for clients and you can tell that they're looking for clients and then They get discouraged how can nobody wants to go on a discovery call with them they're very discouraged it's free because they think free will sell free sometimes free can actually um mess you up a little bit depending on how you you you're doing it because if if you don't have your processes on how you're actually doing why would that free item be something that someone would consider to invest their time in because it's still an investment for the other person to actually get your free item or to get on that free call. It's an investment on that
0: person. So you And have- you also don't want to be sold. I don't want to go into a free consultation and then leave there, have more information, feel overwhelmed, and then have to pay $5,000 to get what I actually need, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. People don't... They know the game, right? We know the game now. We, we've been on the in- internet. We know the game a little bit. So when someone does hop on a discovery call, you know that they are pretty much interested and want to be sold too, right? Usually, like now, because if you're hopping on a discovery call and all you want to do is like chat for 30 minutes, (laughs) you're not going to (laughs) get, you're not going to get much. But if you're there to like, is this the right person that I want to work for because I'm in the market of looking for someone? Okay. So you got to understand when you're posting randomly in different Facebook communities or online saying, Hey, I got a free discovery call and nobody really knows you or what you do. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're not going to receive a lot of clients. But what I've learned is these people that do this, they don't even want to invest in themselves. One of the things that they say to me is, well, I can't, one of the things that they say, and and then we'll go into um, where they can find you, but they don't even want to invest in themselves. They think, well, I can't afford it. Sometimes, you know what? You can't afford not to. Sometimes you got to make that sacrifice to invest in yourself for the education that you need to get to that next level, or you're
0: always going to stay where you're at. You, you can, it's not sometimes you never cannot afford not to invest in yourself. Like right now at the moment, I'm in a mastermind in Dallas and the last two days I have spent blocked my calendar and I have spent the whole day learning on things I can apply to my business in order for it to serve my clients better. Now you might say, well, you know, it's a whole day. I should be doing other things, networking, finding more clients. I don't want to do that if I don't have the best service. And so investing in myself in this way allows me to, it's like investing in my clients. And if I don't see it that way, then I'm doing a disservice to me, my business, and my clients.
1: Amen. Tatiana, this has been amazing. Where can people find you?
0: Um, they can find me on Instagram. I am actually sharing um you know, reels daily on tips for business owners. They can go to my website, Tatiana they can schedule a call with me. I do those strategy calls to identify we're a good fit for them and we are a good, f- and, and, you know, vice versa. And then public speaking, LinkedIn, I'm everywhere. You can, I'm a marketer. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: wherever, wherever there's marketing, you're there. Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindamendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level, and join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for saying easy.